Welcome to Journey to the Rise, an interview podcast where we have our guests share their story on their path on how they define success. Journey to the Rise is brought to you by Girl Boss Productions. Often we see someone doing what we want to be doing and assume it was easy for them. What we do not see is the years of hard work that went into where they are today. Success doesn't come without sacrifice, losing sleep, the old saying of blood, sweat, and tears. I'm your host, Lucretia. This will be the last one we pull from our archives from my original podcast. This is a conversation with Chuck Arland. Unfortunately, the first half of his recording was lost. So we're going to be jumping in into the second half of this interview, but it's still really interesting. He's a very fantastic photographer, very talented person, and I'm looking forward to having this conversation shared with you. So let's dive in with Chuck Harland. And moving into other creative aspects, you have the most entertaining family photos. I think one of my favorites, I think it's an older one, your wife is lounging on a lawn chair, your son's on a slide, you're by this barbecue grill that's exploding with fire. You know, are these for fun? Or is this what you send out for Christmas cards to family? How did this get started? I've actually got a whole presentation I teach on this. Really? Yeah, this oh, is what cool. I, at WPPI this last year, um, I'm sponsored by Miller's Lab, and I speak at, the, during the trade show, I speak at their booth, and this is one of the things that I talked about, <laughs> was, yeah, there was a, it was a Christmas card. Okay. I got to be. I do not remember where I got the idea. I just thought. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think I, I think I remember a friend of mine saying how much you'd like to like do a, I don't know, like kind of a more of a retro style photo, family photograph. Mm-hmm. And my wife was pregnant with our second child, and I just started. Thinking, and my in-laws live in a double wide, and they've got the above ground pool, and it's about as you know southern trailer type you know what you want to talk about and I was like this is great so I got the barbecue thing out I got my my kids going down the plastic mm-hmm. you know awesome. slide I we just thought it'd just be funny you know my wife's sitting there lounging with a martini smoking a cigarette <laughs> with her Betsy Johnson shoes kicked off and she's like huge <laughs> we would never do this we don't drink that much or ever smoke but it was just kind of funny I mean, it was a throwback to you know an era of the when I was born so it kind of reminded me of my parents so I put on, you know, the jeans and the white t-shirt my dad always wore. <laughs> and then, you know, he was a, ran a, was a meat pack. So we always, the, the grill was kind of a big deal for our family oh, sure. growing up. And so I had my mother-in-law, my wife, uh, squirt lighter fluid from just, <laughs> just out of frame to get the flames so high. I mean, there's no Photoshop on that really at all. It was, no, it was just, oh, my yeah, it was just shot and. <laughs> kind of funny. But since then, we've gone on and done a ton of these kind of funny cards. Last yeah. year's was the ultimate worst, which <laughs> I don't know if anybody has listened to me knows me. There was a cover rangefinder from a year ago. So January 2000, I guess it would have been 13, mm-hmm. was my kids on a, like a ledge. But the only reason that photograph was produced was because my father saw our Christmas card and said, you're not really sending that out, are you? Oh, so no. I had to go take a decent picture of the children. <laughs> and I'm like, it's, yeah, it, I don't know. We call it the, the family of Satan. You know, it's like 
the blood, the blood like ritual card or something. It just it turned out exactly not like I had intended. Oh no! It's pretty funny. It's pretty. Have funny. you ever seen that? We have a big series of them. Then. Yeah, that's yeah. very. Have you seen that picture? I haven't seen that. I've, I'll no. send it to you. We're all in yeah. red. I have draped not seen in red. That. We're all standing in. Red. It's just so funny. Yeah, I'll send you these yeah, cards. Yeah, please do. Ideas, that like we've got one way. Last one was born, little Nikki Six, and Christie's. Or I'm throwing her up in the air, and she's holding a the. So it's like I'm on the floor tossing the kid up in the air, who's like three months old. She's flying over a Christmas tree with an ornament, like, and my wife's holding the Christmas tree. <laughs> my son is looking up at the her his little sister, like, oh my god, and my daughter, my, my middle daughter, is like glaring at me like, I can't believe you just threw the kid up in the air. <laughs> so here's the photograph. And that's kind of funny. That's and awesome. then we've, we've done a bunch, and I've done a bunch for some people. Like, we did one last year that was just, just, I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. It was uh, this family of redheads. So it's like the daughter-son who are teenagers and the mom and dad and it said like rule number 222, four gingers should never build gingerbread houses together, something like this. And basically they're all sitting around the kitchen table, Christmassy building a gingerbread house and it's blazing on fire. And you've got the son sitting there with a match and the smirk on his face and mom's like, it, it's a pretty funny. That's awesome. So, yeah, I've really taken that and just kind of had fun with it. And people are kind of coming to me now and the do quirky Christmas cards. That's so cool. So. It's kind of evolving. It is evolving. That's pretty sweet. It's pretty funny. But I'll send you those. Yeah, please do. That would be great. We'd love to see them. We'll definitely post the links to those. So lately I've noticed on Facebook, you've been talking about a lighting setup involving the Bowen lights. Mm -hmm. What have you been creating with those lights and how have your results been? Same thing I've been creating with every light I've ever used. It's just Bowen's is a company that's been around forever and they're recently being introduced into America more. If anybody's heard of Mac Group, do you know what that is? Mm -hmm. So it's one of the big, like, they've got Pocket Wizard and Mia, I think, and stuff like that. And Photo was a part of that group, and that's what a lot of the campuses use. You know, that's what I learned on this Photo stuff. Uh, since then, I've been using, you know, Alien Bees, which are made here in Nashville, Paul Buffs. Right. And great, great lights, especially when you're running around and just running and gunning. But at the same time, they can be a little chintzy looking and stuff like that. Anybody knows that, that's you know, exactly what it is. Well, I, I had the opportunity, it's like when I'm teaching, I teach a lot, and these Bowens lights were, have basically replaced, have become, came into Mac group where Profoto was. Okay. Um, but they're about half as much as Profoto's were, but about the same kind of quality and build quality. Well, I got an opportunity to use them in uh, when I was teaching WPPI this year, and then when I was in New Jersey teaching at the Mars, which is a mid-Atlantic uh, PPA school, and they were brought down. And it was something, as I'm now in Nashville, I'm starting to shoot more and more like professional stuff, and I just needed more, like I think, heavier-duty studio equipment. Mm -hmm. Also, I love it when I teach because instead of having like a slider that has like just some arbitrary, it's like distance numbers. Right. It's, I teach in stops. When I teach, it's like, I need a half stop brighter in the back. Let's meter it. We meter in stops. We, we think about how light is in stops. Right. Yeah. Not in, you know, distance. Or like, it's still about stops. Or what's the other one they use? Uh, the, 
or the, the guide number yeah. flat. I mean, that just stuff confuses me to death. Mm -hmm. But tell me a half stop rider, I'll turn the power up towards a half stop rider. Yeah. Well, the Bowens, it's great. It's like they got two dials, at least on the ones I have. So some have one dial. It's just click, stop, click, and it just stops. Or it's 10 stops. Oh, wow. Nice. So it's really easy to just illustrate, hey, here's what a stop. Let's see what one stop brighter looks yeah. like. And so therefore, it's an easy way to teach lighting, which is what I do. But as far as what I'm creating with them, it's, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I've always said light's light. You know, they are, they're very consistent. I love being able to just, once you get everything set up, I'm just like, nah, I just need just everything to stop brighter. We just go, rather than, you know, you don't really need to go re-meter if you haven't changed distance or anything because they're so sure. consistent. Yeah. But that's why I like them. They're heavy. Heavy duty. I, I like the build quality of them. So, Very yeah, cool. that's I'm really loving them. Yeah, because I haven't heard you mention them before until yeah. it's like something. This. It's something just really recent. And again, like I said, it's just the you know I had the opportunity to use them a couple of times. I've been looking at getting some more solid. I you know I hate saying that solid lighting, but you know when I'm using my alien bees, it's I trash them. Yeah. You know, which in a way is great, and I can run them down right to the, you know, the company, and that's what they do, and they're great about fixing stuff, but yeah, it's just, there's two sides of me, and one's, you know, this more professional side, and one's the side, and I know, I think, like, they've got the, the Einsteins that are very consistent now, and mm -hmm. stuff like that, but it's, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things that was presented to me, they're coming into, you know, and they're what's going to be used on a lot of campuses because of the Mac group and since oh, I teach, that's yeah, I kinda knew yeah. Yeah. So that was my nice. foray into Bowen, which <laughs> I'm really enjoying. Good. So. Awesome. Fantastic. Well speaking of teaching, you used to be part of a workshop series called After Dark. Mm -hmm. Can you just kinda tell us a little bit about that experience you had with them? Yeah, it's amazing. They don't exist anymore. I know, it's really sad. It um, is. Although something I'm sure something else will come out of his head, him being Dave Junior, the kind of the mastermind behind mm -hmm. After Dark. It was, and the concept, as far as I see it, was. Have you ever been to a convention? I've been to one. I, I never got to make it. I was going to try and make it to that last one. Or no, have you ever been to like a WPPR, like or an imaging that's going to be in Nashville for the next two years? You know, the PPA big imaging right, convention yeah. is going to be in Nashville for 2014. If anybody's ever been to one of these conventions, you go to your seminars, you listen to your things, you pack up your stuff, and then you go sit at the bars and chat with other photographers you're meeting for the first time. And sometimes you'll get speakers that you've watched who are completely approachable, most anyway, and you're all sitting down chatting around a beer. And it seems like that's where a lot of the real learning was happening. What Dave thought with After Dark was, let's create an environment that's like that, as opposed to getting up really early in the morning, going and sitting through a seminar, a presentation, and then going and, you know. And it's funny because it's become a verb, the term after dark. <laughs> when teaching, we're gonna, and I've heard a lot of people, like, or seminars or things I've taught at, we're gonna do it after dark style, is um, what they say. And yeah. it's, which basically means we're gonna have a hands-on experience with a small group of people and go show them. Yeah. The, and sometimes it works, but never as well as the actual After Dark mm -hmm. worked uh, because there was too much structure. And having, with After Dark, they're just, the, the lack of structure made it entertaining and fun. 
a perfect example, this very last one, a lady comes up to me and says, I had trouble on the PPA exam about this thing. And she was, we were basically, it, it turned into me going up to a window and a, a few people coming over and I'm teaching a zone system class. It, completely random. Right. You know, but, and here we are, we're talking notes. So yeah. it was kind of be like, wouldn't it be cool if you were sitting at the bar and so-and-so happened to walk through and it's like, man, I really wanted to ask them a question. And he asked them a question and then all of a sudden some people started eavesdropping. Well, wouldn't it be cool if, oh, they just magically had their laptop and they had a big screen and we had some comfy couches to sit on. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that's after dark. The shooting bay was, everybody does these little like shootouts where they get together and a whole bunch of people go out. Well, wouldn't it be cool just to like, hey, here's some cool equipment. You get to try all this stuff out for free. Mm -hmm. You get to rent or check out anything from Canon you want while they clean your gear, which was awesome. Wow. You know, and Canon's like, here, use the new, you know, 85-1-2.83, you know, whatever, coolest lens ever, and the new coolest body, and go try this stuff out. And then going out and learning from all these industry experts and how to do this, how to do that, all, every style you could possibly imagine, TTL, manual, how to shoot natural light, how to pose brides, how to, whatever you could possibly think of. And if you can think of it, just say it and somebody will do it. Because that's the cool thing, it's open. You can also say, I want to do this. And you write it in on this big whiteboard. And it goes from like noon till three in the morning. And they've got all these studios set up where you can go outside. And we always have these cool locations where you run around hotels and just do it. I mean, it's a photographer's just dream play, like it, yeah. you know, and trust me, over the last, I've been to every single one, and I've seen some things that I'm not allowed to talk about. <laughs> Sorry for the interruption here, but we just wanted to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Girl Boss Copywriter. If you're looking to add a blog to your website, Maybe you need new copy written for your website pages or an email sequence. Girlboss Copywriter works to help you connect to your ideal clients. Find out more at girlbosscopywriter.com. Cool. Well, it looked like a cool experience. It, it was a blast, and I'm sure something will come out of it. Dave is just brilliant. And speaking of learning, you have a book out, don't you? you have like oh yeah, book? sort of. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a request. <laughs> oh really? Was, yeah. I'm not a writer. It's a bunch of sketches that I do. Like, you see my blog. I, yeah. I like to do some of these hand sketches and lighting diagrams. And, I, and it's so funny because, and that's why I called it, oh great, it's another how to light book. <laughs> because it's like there's uh, 10 million of them out there. It's, and it, all it is is a MagCloud. Mag, I mean, they're nicely printed. They really are. You just get them through MagCloud. Mm. I think I make $5 on each one. I charge 28 for them, I think, or something like that. It's, um, so it's not anything about anything other than somebody requested, hey, I love your light diagrams. And I'm like, it was funny because I go, I personally hate light diagrams. Because when I tried really? to, oh yeah, when I tried to learn lighting, the very, when I first started learning lighting, it's like, other than being in the studio where I took my lighting class in college was uh, illustrative lighting. I never got to take the editorial class, which you know would have been people. This was tabletop. You know, so we shot with four by fives and big soft boxes and lots of mirrors and yeah. stuff like that. Um, 
I didn't learn that much about lighting when it came to fashion or the kind of stuff. Actually, I should take that back because I use a lot of those techniques now once I figured out how to understand lighting. But yeah, I remember working at a camera store and I'm wanting to get into lighting and it's the only, nobody was talking about it then. I'd ask, hey, how do you do that? And I'm like, well, I'm not telling you. Nobody would say anything. Um, there wasn't really a place that I knew of to go learn. See, I, was, I think I was just living in a stone age or something. I didn't know that there was actually colleges that were photo colleges, like Brooks or RISD or these kind of places. Oh, just, you know, bad guidance counselors in high school. I guess. <laughs> um, so, you know, I bought lighting books. Most of the lighting books I saw were terrible photographs. Yeah. Just the most boring, you know, uninteresting photographs I've ever seen in my life, unfortunately. But there was a, a series of lighting books I saw that were more fashionable mm -hmm. um, that I kind of gravitated to. But that was, you know, every lighting book's the same. It's like, here's a picture, and here's the lighting diagram, and here's what you need, and stuff like that. Well, I went out and bought my three light kit, and I got in a garage, and I bought my background set, and I tried to light the stuff, and nothing came out right. Everything looked flat. It never replicated exactly what I was doing. Granted, I was probably not reading at all mm -hmm. because a lot of times you don't understand it all. Right. You know, yeah. so it's one of those, you know, I don't, I don't know if I realized that distance made a difference much mm -hmm. as far as the way light looks. You know, you know, I was back a little bit farther, turn the power up a little bit more. Well, that made sense, but you know, the light looks completely different when it's three feet away as opposed to one foot away right. and just looks different. I didn't know that, you know. I, maybe there was a chapter that said test your lights. Look at the. I, I may have, might have missed it, but um, I've never been a fan of lighting diagrams because I feel like it doesn't really show you how high is it, how close. You know, it's like height means so much. What the, what is the angle it pointing at? How much is it feathering over the top of someone or feathering across someone? Or is it, it, it all these little things about the lighting book or the lighting diagrams? I never got out of it, so I felt like a, you know, lighting diagram book was kind of, eh, you know, at least it got me set in my lights. So I tried to write a lighting book that was a little bit more, I don't know, that kind of talked about that. Mm -hmm. If I could, I would write a kids book about lighting because I think everybody makes it way too overcomplicated. And it's like technical, 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 technical right. stuff, 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 and it just makes my head hurt. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, someone once told me, if you want a light there, put a light and light it up. And he was being kind of a jerk about it, but the guy was like, absolutely right. Hmm, I need to light the face. Well, perfect, let's put a light so we can light the face. <laughs> the problem is, what makes it pretty? So that was, you know, how do we know that? Right. How do we talk about that? So anyway, I would love to write like a kid's book, which is stupid to illustrate. And that was kind of where that came from. But somebody asked me, I was like, can you do something on what turned into a couple of things for a blog post? Hey, why don't you write a book? Why don't you write a book? Oh my God, do I have to write a book? And so I ended up trying to write a book. And it's so funny, even though there's not much writing in it, it was still, I remember a photographer friend of mine from Kentucky, I sent her my text because she actually can write and can proofread and she would write back to me, she's like, does this even make sense to you? <laughs> I'm like, and I would be reading it back after I wrote it. I'm like, I think I wrote that when I was asleep at the computer. It was, I mean, it was that bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I write like I talk. 
And a lot of people it, do. It, so it's either you know a book that looks like a Jack Kerouac novel. There's just like one long <laughs> sentence for uh, three paragraphs, and then that ain't gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I was wondering how that came. That's how came that came about. about. Interesting. Yeah. So it's not anything really. And it's a cool book. I like. I mean, it's fun. I get a lot of compliments about it. So I hate to not talk about it, but yeah, it's absolutely. not. Yeah. Go check it out. Absolutely check it out. Buy some. Yeah. Buy many. Please. Make Chucky some money. <laughs> <laughs> well, your style is like very distinct, and you have, um, you know, it's just, I, I just truly really love it. And whenever I see a bad photograph on like Vogue or those other fashion <laughs> magazines, the first thought to my mind is like, they really just need to ch hire Chuck and take care of this. I hate it when I see something. Poorly lit or out of focus, it drives me. It drives me nuts. It seems like you're always very tech sharp with your your focal point and and your lighting and. and yeah, a lot of that's just because I shoot above f four. I don't understand why everyone's obsessed with two point eight. Because it's pretty. Yeah. But there's a way to make the same kind of look pretty using longer focal lengths to do the same effect. Mm. Um, larger format cameras help with that, which I know isn't in everybody's budget, but that's, you know, you look at pictures in magazines and you see it's like, well, a lot of it's just the format too. You know, there's a difference between a, you know, a medium format camera and a large format camera as opposed to a 35 format camera or even smaller with APS style. Mm -hmm. you, know, you lose some of that depth and separation and, you know, so we compensate for it by you know, one, two lenses, but if you're off a, a little bit on the plane, which I know everybody tilts up and then tilts down, you've lost your focus already. On, so it's, you know, and then just not great lighting, like smooth lighting and using, and that's kind of what I teach. I'm like, you know, I went through the whole, let's just blast everybody. You know, I went through, I went through a lot of the things. And you know, the more I look at fashion magazines, the more I realize I still just look like photographs. Mm -hmm. And, well, why do they just look like photographs? Because the lighting is very precise, where you don't necessarily really notice it that much. Right. And that's kind of how I teach, is let's learn to control this to where it becomes, again, about the photograph, not about the light mm -hmm. and, or the technique. Like, if I see the technique before I see the photograph, whatever it is, texture, yeah. filters, what, you know, sometimes I'll see, wow, look at all the filters you didn't, did to that picture. Where's the picture? You know, and I'm one that you got to start with a decent picture, and then you can, you know, intensify it with a good editing. But you know, a, very rarely have I seen a bad picture made well with just editing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it can be done, but it's not something I would recommend. So I'm always about trying to balance that light a little bit to make it look more realistic or more, so you don't really notice it. Right. And I think that's what you're talking about. Absolutely. So if people want to check out your images and see your awesome work, how, where can they find you? I suck at weddingphotography.com. <laughs> I used to say that all the time. Um, I don't really even shoot weddings anymore. Uh, Chuckarlin.com. Well, that's, you know, that's, yeah, I got a film scanner for Father's Day last year and started scanning oh, nice. a bunch of my old negatives. And I was like, oh man, I like this stuff more than anything I'm shooting recently. Really? So I embarked on going back. I shoot a lot more film than I did now. Um, and just trying to get back to shooting what I like, as opposed to shooting what 
other people want me to shoot. Yeah. You know, that was difficult to, you know, I felt I'm, I'm such a team player, sometimes I forget to photograph for myself. Mm-hmm. And that's something I'm definitely working on is like, you know, just being me as opposed yeah. to being a good cover band, per se, as far as photography goes. Right. Yeah, you got to feed that soul, otherwise it gets empty, it's, and then you find yourself a little bit lost. Yeah, it's. I had a uh, art director for a magazine, a big magazine, told me, and she was looking at my portfolio last year, and she's like, I feel like I'm looking at, you know, 10 different photographers. Who are you? And I'm like, wow. And that's what I kind of came up with. I guess I'm a really good cover man then. That's kind of what she had mentioned. And these are all good, but it's like, I don't, there's no... There's no consistency between any of them. Mm-hmm. They all look like completely different photographers. And I, some people would say that's a good thing, I guess, because I can adapt, but it's who am I? Right. You know, and yeah. granted, I've always kind of been a chameleon. You know, all growing, I was the prep, I was the jock, I was the, you know, wasteoid, I was the rocker, I was the indie punk dude, I was the, you know, mm-hmm. nerd. I kind of, uh, I don't know who, where I've been in ever. So, I, unfortunately, it's kind of coming through in my work. Again, some people could say, well, that's good. I'm like, well, maybe. But that's what the Tumblr is. And I always check my archive. That's really why I started. I will post one picture, and then I'll go and check my archive, and I'll kind of, it kind of gives you a, a visual of everything you've done. Mm-hmm. Like thumbnails. And I don't know, I look through it, and it's like, do I see a, does it look like one photographer? I feel like, I started a year ago, and I feel like it's getting better. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. What is your favorite subject to photograph? Uh, lambs. Seriously? I'm just looking over there. <laughs> the first thing I saw. No. Uh, uh, the, the, I don't know. It's hard. That's hard. Women, men, and I hate to say nude because people will think that it's like it's more, yeah it's not even artsy it's just I'm I think when you strip away outer you get to see inner yeah people and so it's all about a lot of it's about expression so I like to photograph expression what that equals out to is usually half naked people laying around with some sort of cool lighting that's what I like to photograph I like to photograph musicians because I feel like I get them even mm-hmm. though I'm still resentful a little bit because I want to be the one being photographed so, you know, um, I'm intrigued by fashion, always have been. Just, I, there's something very, like, I don't know. The whole thing's an art piece. Oh, yeah. Everybody is, and it's just from the model to the gown to the makeup to the hair to the, you know, everything about it is just so interesting. And just being able to try to get that and then put it in a situation that is also interesting and playing with it. Yeah. So they, that's why I like Photoshop. Nice. Photoshop or Lightroom? Either. They're just tools. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't particularly love either one. I absolutely love what they do. I've been using Photoshop for so long. It's, yeah, it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. I mean, we started using Photoshop before I was using photographs in Photoshop. They were just doing, you know, the, you know, mm-hmm. and we're talking 1994 when I started using Photoshop. It was more of a graphic design tool, right. like website stuff, and right. we were manipulating photographs. I just never even thought about digitally manipulating photographs. Right. It's so funny. It's <laughs> like, you know, and then we got digital. It's like, oh, look what we can do. It's like, oh, we've been able to scan negatives for as long as we've had Photoshop. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, there's nothing really new to this guy. It's, yeah. You know, I've been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. I love Lightroom in the sense that it's so much faster to just do your basic edits. 
and the categorizing and the you know just all the keywording and the you know, everything. So I use Lightroom constantly, and you know, so there it's either both. Yeah. I, I don't prefer one over the other. I think they're still two separate things. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree so, with that. what's your favorite lens? Uh, fifty millimeter. Favorite light modifier? Uh, got anything with a grid. Nice. I like to focus light, so. Very cool. Created. Not umbrellas. No umbrellas. Hello? What's your favorite music to shoot to? <laughs> That's a good question. Right, anything that makes me moody. Right now, <laughs> right now, no, seriously, there's an there's a album called Alone by the Morning After Girls. In fact, that's what I titled my whole new series I'm working on. It's called Morning After Girls. Yeah. Well, it's not new. It's been a year. That's the whole thing based. The, you know, and yeah, it just kind of made sense. But everybody's like, "What's that about, Chuck?" I'm like, "Well, it's what you think it's about." But the reason I named it that's because the song that makes me feel that way is the song by this band. But and, and, nice. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Moody mod indie European rock. I like it. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> Do you have a dream photo shoot location? No. <laughs> Honestly, no, I, it's so it, it could be anywhere, and it depends on you know. Yeah, I mean, get, so put me in some kind of cool, I don't know, European castle somewhere. Oh. That's just, I mean, that's you know, I've always been into that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I just think of Jimmy Page sitting atop of you know with the green fields and then the Led Zeppelin shots and just that, you know, the, the images of that start coming into my head. Yeah. You know. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. So, what inspires you? Music, nice. yeah, lyrics, the music, they, they kind of give it, I, I'm, I'm a musician, that's what always inspired me, music always came first, Yeah. and that just kind of fed into the imagery, so I mean I see images in music, so I can feel, I mean I get tingly feeling, I know other people don't, but I try, I'm like, isn't that cool, it's like, and they're like, what are you talking about, I'm like, there's something about it, mm. I'm just, I'm a musical person. What's something that can always be found in your camera bag? <laughs> oh, sweat rag. <laughs> I sweat like crazy. I can't help it. It's Swedish blood. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Or a cold pack. Seriously, that's what can always be found yeah. in my camera bag. Nice. Yeah. That would be a handy thing to have. Yeah, I, it's... Um, Very cool. Or wash rag. <laughs> well, I love it. Well, thank you so much for being part of our... Taking time out of your busy schedule and sitting down no and talking with us. I really appreciate it. No problem. Very cool. And that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. On our next episode, you can expect to hear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was the driven, super ambitious, went in as a sophomore kind of kid. And I got into nursing labs and I fainted and I was like devastated. Like, what am I going to do now? I didn't plan on not being able to handle blood. So thank you again for listening. I look forward to having you join us again next week on Journey to the Rise. This podcast was brought to you and edited by Girl Boss Productions.